Welcome to Under the Palm Tree with Jaki. I am your host, Jaki Dance. And just as one of the greatest women in the Hebrew Bible, Devorah, sat under her palm tree and judged the issues of her day, I too will sit under the palm tree that God has prepared for me and boldly weigh in on a wide variety of topics, situations, and circumstances. Literally anything that the Most High God inspires me to speak on, I will do just that. Under the palm tree with me, you will learn, you will grow, you will be stretched, and you will be challenged in many of your ideologies and thought processes. Know that you are at the right place at the right time. This is a place of truth and nothing but the truth. So help us God. With all of that being said, sit back, relax, and let's chat about it. Court is now in session. So tonight I'm going to talk about weigh in and provide insight on the criminal case of the false prophet and murderer, Sylvester Ofori out of Florida. So Ofori is 35 years old. He was born in Ghana. He is a self-styled prophet or what I prefer to call him a false prophet. Additionally, he is the pastor and founder of the Floodgates of Heaven International Ministries. And it was this time last week, Ofori arrived at his wife's place of employment, Barbara Tommy, 27 years old, who worked at the Navy Federal Credit Union, and this man gunned this woman down in cold blood. He shot her seven times as she was attempting to gain access into her workplace. And this story is an absolute tragedy. This is absolutely heart-wrenching. And my prayers and my condolences um, are with their loved ones, their family members, their friends, people who are directly and indirectly connected to this ministry. This is really, really a tragedy. And don't you know that even in the midst of all of this, God is still speaking. He is still uh, teaching. He is exposing. He is revealing and everything that 2020 has shown and proven herself to be since January, it is still happening in September. There is so much involved in this one story as it relates to relationships, as it relates to ministry, as it relates to followers, as it relates to the Holy Spirit, as it relates to discernment, as it relates to people who are carrying so many different types of titles and, and, and the such. So that we are very clear, Sylvester Ofori is not the Lord's prophet. Uh, the Lord's prophets have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is power and the Holy Ghost is truth. And it is a power that is greater than every other power including the wherewithal it takes for one to murder anyone, especially their spouse. Word, the word says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And that is including and not limited to killing your wife in the case of Sylvester Ofori, right? The Holy Ghost is power. And even Paul the Apostle, right? We don't have 
a biblical scripture that says that Paul like murdered someone, but we do know by his own admission that he calls himself a blasphemer and a persecutor of those of the faith. And he was injurious. We do know he assisted in the stoning of Stephen, right? And, but what did Paul say? He said, I did it ignorantly in unbelief, which means he did this before coming into the faith, right? He did it pre-Damascus Road. So Sylvester Ofori does not have the Holy Ghost. How are you a prophet in you are allegedly performing miracles and, and all of these other things on one hand, and then with that power, because it's supposed to be the same power, it's the same spirit. So on one hand, you are performing miracles and you're preaching and, and signs and wonders, right? And you are a prophet on one hand. And then on the other hand, because it takes power to do that. And then on the other hand, that power stops working and it cannot restrain you from murdering your wife. That's because he does not have the Holy Ghost, right? Paul himself said, before I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and I was injurious before. And, um, you know, the reality is it's time for people to be anointed for real, right? Satan himself will transform into an angel of light because he is a great deceiver. And Ophori is a minister of Satan, you know, how do you explain from the time this man had the thought to murder his wife and all of the steps that he had to take until he actually committed the act? Are you telling me that the Holy Ghost, which is the greatest power, which is a restrainer, did not um, arise in this man to restrain him and to stop him from committing this heinous act? So from the time before we had the idea from the time that that threat was spoken out of his mouth and he told that woman's brother, I'm going to kill your sister. And the time it took for him to get a gun, load the gun, get in the car, drive to her place of employment, get out the car, apprehend her as she, as she was walking into the building and fire off seven shots. Are you, are you seriously saying that this man has the Holy ghost and at no point in time, the Holy Ghost did not stop him. It did not restrain him. It did not stop him because he doesn't have it. Right? He doesn't have it. And that is something that is so scary because there are so many more Sylvester Ophoris out there. Right? There are so many of these charlatans posing as prophets of God. You know, and they are leading so many people astray. I went to his bio um, because I said, you know, what, I need to kind of just gather some information on this man because this didn't happen overnight. And I went to his Facebook page on his personal page. He has over 60,000 followers. The ministry page, he has close to 6,000. You know, and then I noticed that we have 14 mutual friends. And so to my 14 mutual friends that are following Sylvester Ofori, I'm, I'm side-eyeing you. Because when I went to the page, right, it was just weird. It was dark. It was very new age. And this had been going on for a while. I, I went down his timeline 
um, for a considerable amount of time. Snakes and dark images and, and dark sayings. And it was just a bad situation, right? And when I went over to the bio and I was just looking at um, um, just excerpts from his bio and one of the snippets said, he attributes his zeal for God to his parents who instilled the fear of the Lord in the hearts of all five of their children. The second snippet that I pulled said, as an anointed and chosen man of God, Ofori flows in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and he has Christ-like powers and a knack for interpreting dreams. The third snippet says, Ofori has healed the sick, he has cast out demons, and battled witchcraft. And the fourth snippet says, clothed in the spirit of humility, he acknowledges that he is totally dependent upon Jesus as he is able to do nothing of himself. And then the bio adds, he is always careful to give credit to God. And so power statement number one, many of you all have to stop being so gullible and you have to stop believing everything that you read. These little snippets from this bio can't even compare to some of the phenomenal writings that are out there about some of these people that you guys idolize, right? You're following them for personality. You're following them because of popularity. You're following them because of fanfare. But these people aren't sanctified and they are not holy. The scripture says that a tree is known by the fruit it bears, right? Wizards can perform these things. You will know the true by the fruit that the tree by the fruit that it bears. And so many of you guys, you are going to have to stop being so gullible in this season. And that is one lesson in this horrible situation. That is one lesson that I know that that the Lord has brought to the forefront. Stop being so gullible and truly start seeking and asking the Lord to give you discernment. Right. We are living in perilous times. Ask the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit to open up your ears. This is tragic. And there are so many of you all out there who are just following people like Ofori, right? You don't want to put in the work yourself, right? To increase the anointing on your life and in your life. But you, you are following these charlatans. You know, many of you all don't want to have to deal with real sanctification. Many of you all don't want to deal with real holiness, right? There's many of you all, when a person begins to talk about real holiness and real sanctification and the standards of the faith, and these days and times that we live in, that person has been deemed an enemy. But the scripture says that they will draw teachers to themselves having itching ears, so many of you all don't want to hear the word of God. You would even think after everything that has happened in the year 2020, many of you all would have been motivated to get into the word of God like never before. But don't you know that the scariest thing is that so many of you all have not changed one bit since calamity hit this year. And it's scary because it makes you wonder what will it take for your eyes to be open and for your ears to be open. You know, God is calling for the cleaning up of his church and he is trying to get his people in alignment. 
it is so unfortunate that the situation had to happen. But like I said, one lesson that can be gleaned from it is that many of you all have to come to know the Lord for yourselves. Stop chasing after these personalities. Get into the word of God. Get into the scriptures. There are standards of living that come with the faith. You can't just do it your way. You can't just have it your way, right? God is not a genie in a bottle. And so this situation right here, when you read this man's bio, okay, this is the this is not the bio of someone who goes and pumps seven shots into his estranged wife. They said he shot her once in the head and then he straddled her and put six more shots in her body. Does this bio, these snippets that I just read, does it match the description of a perpetrator that would commit this type of heinous crime? Enough is enough. You know, women, you know you are in these bad relationships. It's time for you to come out. If Barbara, Tommy had the Holy Ghost, I don't know if she did. I refuse to believe that the Holy Ghost was not warning Barbara about Ofori. You go to that video, there's a video that has surfaced of Barbara's brother. I mean, he is beating the brakes off of Ofori, right? And then there's an unidentified woman in the video and they're yelling at Barbara. Barbara's trying to pull a brother off of Ofori. And then the, the woman's telling Barbara, stop it. This is what you always do, Barbara. You can't do this. Then the, the brother, then they kind of turn on Barbara. So it was very clear to me that Barbara had a history of not allowing Ofori to be handled the way he needed to be handled. And so for that man, the, when that man, the brother, got Ofori into the room and told him don't come out until they were finished, Ofori came out and that devil spoke out of his mouth and he said to Barbara's brother, I'm going to kill your sister. Even then, you saw Barbara's brother's reaction. He knew that it was serious. But my impression was that Barbara didn't take it that serious. He said, Barbara, this is not a game. To paraphrase, Barbara, this is not a game. This is not a joke. He said, you have to, I'm calling the police now. He said, because we're going to have to file a restraining order. Barbara, you always do this. And this is to paraphrase. So again, it led me to believe that there was a history in how Barbara handled and interacted with her estranged husband. Because Ofori, from what I could clearly see in that video, that man was not well. And Barbara knew better than her brother. She knew better than the unidentified woman in that video that Ofori's condition was grave. And so it is time for, you know, it's time out for the games. Women, if you, you are in a situation of domestic violence, get out of this situation. Find a safe place. You know, I'm going to even post the hotline number in the description box. Run and don't look back. Don't look back. And again, people, you have to pray for discernment. And again, some of, some of the people you guys are following, right? They got the same spirits as this man has. And they don't have the Holy Ghost. People don't want you saying somebody does and does not have the Holy Ghost. They don't want to hear that. Who are you to tell me? Well, I can tell you because I see no fruit. I can judge your tree and your tree bears no fruit. Right? You're nothing but a glorified wiz wiz wizard and a glorified witch and a, and, a, and a charlatan and a warlock. 
That power that these people are moving in is not the Holy Ghost. It's not. You look at relationships, women, men of God, you wait for the one that God has for you. You wait for the one that God has assigned to your destiny. Stop being so desperate to get married. You know, stop being so desperate. If marriage is for you, you wait for the one that God has assigned to you. You wait for the one that God has designed for you. Okay. And so when, when I, I actually did a bit more research on this, this story, and it was brought to my attention that Barbara filed some type of order against him in 2016. Ofori and Tommy were married in 2015. Right. And she filed the order. They had a court date in 2016. So one year after they exchanged vows, Ofori and Barbara were in court for a domestic violence issue. So you know what that says to me? Well, one, it ended up being thrown out and I don't know why, you know, it's only thrown out for, for a few reasons. So whatever, when Ofori did whatever he did, either Barbara believed his promise that he was going to change and, you know, I don't know if he cried. I don't know what Ofori did, but it was thrown out. And so that says to me that Barbara knew when she married Ofori that something wasn't all the way right. Barbara knew. Barbara knew. I don't know if Barbara thought she could change him. I don't know if Barbara thought her love could turn him around. Barbara knew something was wrong with Ofori. She knew it. I have not been a, a victim of domestic violence, but many, many years ago, I was in a relationship with someone who, I mean, we it was a very compat. We were very compatible. He was F-I-N-E, just as handsome as I don't know what, right? Intelligent, smart. We really got along really well. And with everything that was wonderful about him, the most wonderful thing was not present. And that was his soul was not saved. And so I knew we were destined for failure. I tried my hardest to uh, cause him to want to love Christ the way I did, right? But the Holy Ghost the whole, whole while to Kenya, leave him alone. To Kenya, it's not him. To Kenya, you cannot make him love me. Right? And as time went on, I just, the Holy Ghost allowed me to start seeing flaws in his, in his, his character. You know, I came to learn he was a liar. I came to learn he had anger issues. He had uh, a temper. Right? And then as I began to um, detach myself from him and create distance, right? Then I saw that he was a stalker. I'm telling you, I used to be just a ball of nerves. I didn't know if he was going to be outside of my place in his car waiting for me to go to work, right? This is what it turned into. And I thank God that I listened to the leading of the Holy Ghost that said to Kenya, in all of the things that are wonderful, him not being saved and who you are and how your life is situated, this is not going to work. And so I thank God he provided a way of escape. I thank God that, you know, he ended up going his, we went out separate ways. But I knew that eventually I knew that something was wrong. And so I'm saying that to say, don't ignore the, the, the red flags. Don't ignore um, um, the revealing. Don't ignore the things that the Holy Spirit, I'm speaking to the men and women of God, don't ignore the signs that God is giving you 
to say, don't get involved in this. Because again, I do not believe that Barbara Tommy, the late Barbara Tommy, did not know that something was wrong with this man before she said, I do. And again, I thank the Holy Ghost for providing a way for me to escape. You know, he started out, I'll never forget one time, maybe two o'clock in the morning, my bell just started ringing. And I was at this point, again, like I said, I had created a distance between us. And I was nervous because he, I didn't know if he was ringing the bell from the lobby or if he actually gained access into my building and if he was at my door. Called my cousin and she's like, you know, to Kenya, do you want me to call the police? Do you want me to call family? I said, no, don't do anything. Just stay on the phone with me. And this was all because he was losing control, right? And he knew that the good looks, the, the laughs, the charm, the charisma, you know, us talking about our dreams, those things could not sustain us. Because to be in a relationship with me, you were going to have to know Jesus. And so once I put my foot down, he was unwilling to do what it is that he needed to do for this relationship to continue. Now, imagine if I would have ignored all of those things. Again, I would have ignored the Holy Ghost revealing the temper, revealing the anger, revealing the control issues. Right. And we, we definitely could have been married. What kind of situation would I have found myself in if I would have said I do to him, knowing the things that the Lord was trying to show me and not even trying that he had revealed to me before we even would have, would have, would have got to the altar. Right. And so again, I'm telling women, men, anybody that will listen, you really need to go to God when it comes to relationships and when it comes to marriage. I have had wonderful seasoned saints, mature saints, mature couples, right? Who have been married for years and they will tell you, and they have told me if there is a sizable problem that is not resolved before you get married, don't think marriage is going to make it better. Okay. No, it's going to get worse because now you're locked in. And so the idea is to resolve these problems. That's why it's important to go to counseling before you get married, go to premarital counseling. That's the idea because these issues, these problems can be resolved and they can be handled before you get married because marriage is going to come with its own set of problems. These are things that seasoned couples have told me mature couples. And that's why I say to people, I take marriage very seriously. I am not desperate. I am not lonely. I am, I am unmarried by choice, right? It's by choice because I understand how serious the covenant is. I understand how serious marriage is. And so again, I just want to say, please take the lesson out of this situation. What is God revealing through this situation? What has he revealed through this tragedy? One, watch who you follow, watch these leaders and stop believing everything that you read right? A tree is known by the fruit it bears. People speak wonderfully, right? Wonderful speech, awesome orators. And that power that they have is not holy power. Those that ability to work gifts, Satan can work gifts. So don't be deceived. He is a great deceiver. He is the great deceiver. So don't be wowed by what 
appears to be the working of gifts. Okay. Mm -mm. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. Secondly, what is the Lord revealing about relationships? There's a process to a godly relationship. And don't let desperation and loneliness get yourself in a situation that it is not that easy to get out of. You understand? And so I just, you know, take the lesson from this situation. Glean from this. And as I stated earlier, continue to keep these families in prayer. Right? Keep their loved ones in prayer. Because we need to make it very clear, this man that is calling himself a prophet, he is a self-styled prophet. He is a false prophet. He is not the Lord's prophet. And we have to make that very clear. Right? He didn't just become like this. This man did not have the Holy Ghost. And you're not going to tell me any different. I'm not new to this. And the Holy Ghost is the greatest power. And whatever he could have been challenged with, he was going through. The Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is a restrainer. And there is no demonic spirit that would have been able to overpower the Holy Ghost if the Holy Ghost was truly abiding in this man. And so, you know, this is tragic. It is a situation. It is a circumstance. But again, what 2020 has proven herself to be is the year of revealing, the year of exposure, right? And <laughs> we are seeing more clearly, right? The vision has become more clear. Did not know that it was going to come through fire. But there is no denying that 2020 has been a year of great revealing and great exposure. So I want to encourage you as we are coming to the tail end of the year 2020, lock in, right? Lock into your word. Take your prayer life up to the next level, right? Be very mindful of what you listen to. Be very mindful of what you see. Be very mindful of what you allow your body to absorb. Because I'm going to stand on what I believe is that after this, there's really a beautiful thing that is going to come out of this entire ordeal. And it just behooves many of you all to focus, 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 focus like never before. Keep your mind stayed on the things that matter and stop being so easily distracted. This is not the season to be distracted. People want to talk about you and I don't really want to go off, but I'm going to say it. People want to talk about you. Let them talk about you, right? I, I go on these social media pages. You still have people who are creating posts about people talking about them. It's like, are you kidding me? Are, one, are you 10 years old? And two, don't you think that the world is in such a serious state that that should be one of the last things you have the time to post about? Is somebody talking about you? Come on. Come on, it's time to do better. But again, focus and learn the lessons from this entire situation. Stop believing everything that you read. Stop being so gullible. Exercise discernment. Say, Lord, give me a greater measure of discernment. Even in this hour, we are truly living in perilous times. So I'm going to end this on that note. And before I sign off, I want to read Ephesians 1 and 18. 
and it says, open the eyes of their hearts and let the light of your truth flood in. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. Reveal to them the glorious riches you are preparing as their inheritance. Be blessed until we meet again under the palm tree next week, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Be blessed, be safe, love you much, and don't forget, subscribe to Under the Palm Tree with Jaki. Take care.